Well, I'll tell you what, he's been the man of the subject at the moment, Dave Warner. We've got a new book out called The Bull, and uh, it's written by Ken Peets, who's written plenty of uh, really good books. So we're going to get him on the line now and have a chat. G'day, Ken. G'day, lads. It's really nice to be with you. Yeah, I've, I've, I've got to get a real job, really. I'm up to <laughs> 87, 88 now, so I'm, wow. I'm going pretty well. You're doing well, mate. Hey, the homework for the book, what insight on Davey Warner ended up surprising you? Well, he's he is an amazing team man because I was one of those polarised people who couldn't forget Cape Town 2018 yep. and his lead role in the sandpaper. Mm-hmm. But... All the people that I talked to close to him, like his batting coach, his first captain, the coaches, the selectors that first selected him, they were saying, Ken, I can tell that you're not completely wrapped about Dave the individual, but he is a sensational team man. So until today, when Mitchell Johnson has come out big time and has mm. really bagged him big time, um, everybody else, it's been a, a closed shop, if you like, and they do love him because he actually, as his batting coach, Trent Woodhill, said to me, he was brave enough to try and help Australia win that test match. He's saying, I'm not condoning what he did with the sandpaper, but he at least was brave enough to try it and help Stark to be able to swing the ball around corners because the Australians were cornered and that was the, the game of the series where they just had to win it to win the series. They didn't. And, of course, the year-long suspensions uh, occurred afterwards. When you're talking to a lot of people, when you mention the word yourself, Ken, polarising does come up. What are the main reasons that you've seen that reasoning come out? Well, I suppose his uh, litany of misdemeanours, a little bit like the football of David Rhys-Jones in Melbourne or, <laughs> or, 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 uh, or, or Dermy, um, like he threw a punch at Joe Root in the walkabout bar at Birmingham yeah. at 2 a.m. He and Aaron Finch were expelled from the Australian Cricket Academy as 19, 20-year-olds. Cosie uh, might have been involved in that from Adelaide, too, from memory. <laughs> so there were, But on the field, he really became the attack dog and one of the test matches in Adelaide, you remember Siddle and Hilfenhaus bowled virtually both ends all day against South Africans and Duplessis made a century on debut. Yep. Carlos had injured his uh, hamstring. They didn't, they weren't allowing to have any runners and Warner was into Carlos. So it was one of the great champions of the game mm. saying that you're too old, you should just get out. Like he was trying to win the game for Australia by getting into his head. Carlos had played 145 test matches. Warner was playing his 10th or 11th. Yeah. It really was not the right thing, not in the spirit of cricket. And Duplessis says ever since that day, ever, every time his name's mentioned, or particularly when I see him, I turn red. So the South Africans in particular have really uh, dislike him. Despise isn't, uh, yeah, it's probably strong enough. The Indians and so on... Um, they, they tend to like him more because he plays a lot of IPL and they realise that they've, they've seen the Warner, who is the real Warner. He's had two lives, one before his wife and one after his wife. But the wild, wanton boy early, it really was wild. What's the best Warner version before or after Candice? I see she's got a chapter, chapter eight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, Candice warrants a chapter. Oh, oh, there's no doubt from a spirit of cricket point of view, and he's, but he still has a go. Uh, he's, he's, he's wiser for the experience, but he was very lucky to get where he did. And he was suspended from the Australian tour, the Ashes tour, the only guy to be sent home 
and they actually sent him to South Africa in Zimbabwe, where he made a double century. Uh, Darren Lehman had just taken over as coach, and Lehman came back, uh, and he'd just been appointed. And he came back, and he said, no meeting of mine is going to go more than 15 minutes. Boys, you can actually put it on your stopwatch, and just tell me when it's 14, and I'll shut up. And he just said, and Davey, don't stuff up again. He mm. actually used a little bit stronger language than that. <laughs> um, but Warner really towed the line. But there's no doubt that as a player, like Ricky Ponting has made something like 75 centuries for Australia across all levels. Warner is next with 40, 49 or 50. He's been an amazing player. And Greg Chappell did the forward. And he, he wrote it even before I said him the first chapter. And he said... I know this man, and he was trying to get Warner into the New South Wales team. He played for Australia, made 89 from, you know, in, a, in an hour, exhilarating hitting. You know, nobody had ever heard of this young kid from uh, Matraville, you know, from the Housing Commission. And it took New South Wales two years to actually pick him in the Red Bull side. Chapel kept on sending texts and ringing up his mate, Brian Tabor, the chairman of selectors, the old chess keeper. Tabs, you've got, to, you've got to pick this kid. He's not just a one-day slogger. It took him two years to see it Chapel's mm. way. And within a year, he was playing uh, test cricket on his second game in Hobart. He, he made a century. He's, he's been a remarkably gifted player, albeit uh, uh, permanently tainted by Cape Town. Mm. Dave Water, the ball, during uh, Daring to Be Different, he certainly was that. Our special guest, Ken Peace, is the author. If Sandpaper Gate wasn't a thing, would David Warner have a different story? Would he have a different legacy or even appeal, Ken? Oh, yeah, yeah, because he, he was scoring his runs up until recently, at even at Test Cricket, at uh, 80 runs uh, per, per 100 balls. Like That was right up there with Adam Gilchrist and... Uh, the Indian uh, Vranda Seawag is the, the greatest striker in cricket history. Like, he just got on with it. It didn't matter who it was. Like, his, his great bravado, and, okay, he didn't apologise for using the sandpaper or getting his mate to be the patsy in Bancroft, but he backs himself. And the star sportsmen have to have it. You've got to have some strut, like a like a Dermot Brereton. Mm. Uh, or, 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 or like a, a Dean Jones in, in the old days, he would fancy himself against anyone, Dean. And he asked Curtly Ambrose, the fastest bowler in the world, to take off his wristband that yep. famous day in that Sydney. That well. And, <laughs> yeah, he got did five for not many in a oh, big time. Geez. But so you have to love Warner for his sheer exuberance. Not everybody likes him for some of those polarising things that have happened, but. At the same time, he's been a remarkable player for Australia, as Chappell says uh, in his forward. What would the opposition say about him? Up until recently, they hated him. Broad, they would, uh, and Broad was at the walkabout bar, bar, Stuart Broad, and he's talked about it in his uh, recent autobiography himself. And the Broad said they were really, not disdainful, but they, were, they didn't trust Warner at all. They didn't know what David Warner was going to come up especially after 12 o'clock and especially after a few rocket fuels because mm. Warner on the rocket fuels can be pretty bad. Uh, but at the same time, he had to fight and claw everywhere he came from. Like he changed schools so he could be in a school which had cricket. And suddenly he's playing for New South Wales under 17. So I saw him down at our local ground fielding and he was the loudest kid at 16. And I walked over to David Friedman, Freddie Friedman. And I said, who's that loud kid at <laughs> Long On? 
He said, that's Warner. You better stick around and watch him bat because he hits it really well. And he's clean hitting. It's only been matched by Glenn Maxwell of recent times. So they're, they're champions uh, to watch, but not necessarily champions off the field. Mm-hmm. Do you like him? I, well, I, I, I've respected his ability. And until recently, no, I didn't particularly like him. But talking to Dominic Thornley and Brian Tabor, who's since passed, Matthew Mott, now coaching England in the white, white day stuff. They said, Kenny, just have a look at the big picture. He's been fabulous. And he's, and Tim Payne, for example, who's only just stepped down as, or been replaced as test captain, you know, they're like brothers, all those boys. So this is why Johnson's criticism in the last 24 mm. hours uh, has been a little bit from left field. Maybe they've got some, some old uh, wounds to heal. Maybe Johnson bowled a couple of bounces and one had told him wasn't fast enough. Uh, but, yeah, you've got to have a little bit of madness when you're a fast bowler, especially bowling in Australia. Yeah, I thought so. Is he smart, Davey Warner? Like, we get a lot of texts. They're coming through left, right and centre as you speak. Unique Homestyle Food text line. This sums up probably eight of them. Fellas, let's just cut the chase. Warner's a flog and he has an IQ of sandpaper. Is that unfair? What he, has, what he hasn't got is Warney's charisma. There you Warney go. Had, yep. had this Good interview point. with Michael Parkinson. He said he's not the sharpest tool in the shed. He'll keep on making mistakes. But please, Australia, listen, forgive me. I've got to keep on making yeah. mistakes. Yeah. Warney's never done that. Um, like, Warney had the genuine Teddy Whitten or Neil Cooley handshake mm. and the smile, and we all melted. We all yeah, we man. all loved what he was doing. We knew that he was being set up by the core girls in London. Warner just hasn't got that same rapport with the public. He's street smart, but his apologies, they just didn't seem to be as genuine as a a Smith, like he just broke down. He could hardly mm. talk Smith when he came back mm. from Cape Town, you know, when they were sent home early. Warner wants to go out as a hero, but I've got no doubt, as some of the people are saying on the text, there will be booing for him from Perth to Melbourne and all the way to Sydney if he is to last that long. I think he deserves to actually start in the side. I think his World Cup was good enough. I know it's not red ball cricket, but a lot of the test cricketers, it's not as if they've been playing Sheffield Shield all summer. You know, Smith and these sorts of guys, they haven't had a red ball game for months and months. So he deserves to start as opener. I hope that he does well because with more than 100 test matches, he's been a great champion of the scene. He hasn't been necessarily the greatest ambassador for cricket, but everyone's different, aren't they? That's for sure. Well said. Who, who would you give the um, the best sledger to? Would you give it to Warner, Warren, or Ian Chappell? Oh, gee, it's a grand final field, isn't it? <laughs> um, <laughs> Warney's, uh, Warney's miraculous, but um, Healy was one of the best ones as Ooh. well, like with Ranatunga. He would say to Ranatunga, the Sri Lankan, you just can't have a runner, mate, because you're fat. <laughs> 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 and apologies to all the Sri Lankans yeah. out there. I had a lot of chim yeah. But, 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 but that's right. Warney was bowling to the fella who was all, in South Africa one day. It was a provincial game. And uh, and uh, he was very wrote down, this fella. And uh, Ian Healy said, uh, maybe if we uh, bowl up a couple of Tim Tams, he'll have a go at you, Shane. <laughs> and everyone burst out laughing. There's been some great sledges in cricket, like Andrew Simons, when he came out to bat in Melbourne one day, and Kevin Peterson said to him, here comes the, here comes the specialist fieldsman. You know, he's been number six for Australia and bowling second change. And uh, Peterson just didn't rate him. And in that game... Uh, Simons made 156. And remember, he he, uh, mm. he jumped into Matthew Hayden's arms at the MCG there during yes. that Christmas. Mm. It was just fabulous stuff. So 
cricket wants its characters. Warner's been an amazingly skillful player and also a great character, but without having the charm of some, like a Warney or a Healy or, or a Gilly or, or, dare I say, Ian Chappell, who were just uh, like the club bowlers. Ian Chappell, I think, was 18, playing down at the Bay at Glenelg, and he had a couple of South Australian new ball bowlers bowling against him, and he just said, uh, he started shaking his head. He made 100 in this game just before he got selected for South Australia. This would have been about 1960. And he said, fancy you opening the bowling for South Australia. You're not good enough, he said. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, he was 18, 19 years old. So it might have been uh, Hitchcock and Trasui who were bowling Jeez, at the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So fun and games. But again, you've got to have the bravado to be a good sportsman, I reckon. And, and back it up. I think, you know, I think you've summed him up beautifully there. Just interesting, we've debated on the back of... Um, um, Mitch Johnson's comments about, you know, being pretty critical about Davey Warner picking his last game and, you know, his see you later alligator type of game. Why bring the book out now? Why didn't you wait to see how it did end for him at Test Cricket, Ken? Well, well I think down the line, Warner will do his own book. So this is a, a biography yeah, and no. it's, uh, yep. it, it's spoken through the eyes of all his mates, his closest mm. mates, those that have mentored him all the way through. So in many ways, it's a much better book, I think, because it's not honeyed in any way. Mm, like going right. serve it up, and it's one of the reasons why the bull is one of the Christmas bestsellers and about to be reprinted. Because I take you behind the scenes and tell the reader exactly what happened. Like in Cape Town, for example, Warner's planning, plotting with Bancroft in a little side room. Nobody else saw them, and Warner said, "Oh, by the way, uh, this is what we're going to do." And Smith, Captain Calamity, said. I don't want to know anything about it. Do what you like. Oh, oh wow. Dear. It was the wrong decision. Like Greg Chappell with that underarm years ago. Yeah. Smith, that's a, wasn't fit to be captain. And mm. Darren Lehman ran downstairs, rang Peter Hanscom downstairs on the bench and said, what is the, mm. <laughs> what is going yeah. on? He just couldn't believe it. Much too good a cricket person to have condoned it. So there was a, a school of three that were responsible. They all got suspended. And Warner and Smithy, they're still playing the price now. And Bancroft, he might not even get back into the yeah. test team, even though he deserves to. Well, how ironic would it be if Warner's out and Bancroft goes Takes in for runs? He probably looks <laughs> that right. way. Ken, one last one. Unique Homestore Food Techs are interactive here. Uh, this is from John. The real test about Warner's credibility is ask yourself, would you want him coaching your kids' cricket? I'll ask you that, Ken. He's a much better bloke. With that year off, he went down to his club, the Randy Pete, they call him, uh, which is Petersham Randwick, and he took his kids down to the Big Blast, and he was a hero down there, and he realised in that 2018 time off, he realised how much cricket meant to him, and he took time, he signed autographs, he did selfies, and he's a much, much better player, and from the point of, and a much better person for the experience. So, I've got full marks. I've got a total admiration for the Warner that we've seen of the last four or five years. I hated Cape Town. I hated the punch at the walkabout, but like some of the old test cricketers, they're still estranged by what happened and they won't even hear of him being amongst the best 10 or 12 mm. Uh, mm. cricketers, post-war cricketers the last 50 or 60 years. But for me, he's right up there and deservedly so. Ken, great read, great book. It's in all good bookstores. It's a Wilkinson publication. Uh, great read, as you said. It is a top seller. David Warner, The Bull. Ken Peace, the author. Thanks for your time. Really enjoyed it. And for people who want a limited edition, a signing, they can go to cricketbooks.com.au. Thanks Ooh, again for your time, lads. Great work, Ken Peace. Thanks, did. Ken.
verbalised that brilliantly, I thought. Oh, well, he's a professional, mate. 